My brother, my older brother, he he told me that uh, if I eat dog food, <laughs> I think I was like three or four. If I eat dog food, then I would I have a good chance of becoming a dog, or that's what? how you become a dog. So for, for a while, I was wow. actually eating dog food until my mom figured out what was going on and oh my reprimanded my brother. Um, Did you turn still- into a dog? Yeah. I, I, a little bit. A no, little, a little bit. bit. I liked when on good days. Yeah. I, I like to think of myself. I'm just glad it. you're still here with us. I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. And I'm Richie Redding. She is my veterinarian girlfriend. And he's my comedian boyfriend. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. What's up, all you pet files with a T? Welcome back to the show. We really enjoyed this conversation with our guests today. They're, you know, just your typical guest for our podcast. One of them spent eight years as an Israeli intelligence officer and then co-founded Tel Aviv's first ever organic food co-op. And the other one studied at Cambridge and Harvard and has a PhD. Together, they produced the extremely popular podcast, Israel Story. I present to you Yokai Maitel and Dr. Mishi Harmon, who will be telling us about their dogs Trotsky, Nomi, and Golda. Enjoy. We should take a step back and say, so you guys, did you both grow up in Israel? Yeah, we did. We're actually childhood friends. Got it. And our dogs are also kind of, you could say, childhood friends. (laughs) Absolutely. So, Was Trotsky always trying to organize the workers to rise up against management? He was um, much more chill than the original Trotsky. Than Leon? Yeah, than Leon. (laughs) And uh, also he, you know, now that he passed, I can say that he he got a much calmer, better death. (laughs) Then Leon Trotsky, he wasn't murdered by an axe in Mexico, so... Yeah. Yeah, really, it's a gift that we have to give. It's a way better ending. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think we can start with... But wait, tell me a little bit about, like, growing up in Israel. Did you grow up with pets? We'll we'll start with Mishy, since I'm looking at you. Um, I think both of us did. In our house, house, there was always a dog. Always Uh, a Vishla? No, um... Before I was born, there was a Cocker Spaniel who um, was sort of my childhood dog. And then there was a Weimaraner for a very long time. And actually, that Weimaraner, um, Winnie, mm-hmm. named for Winnie from the Wonder Years. Do you guys of course. remember uh, the yeah. Winnie from yeah. the Wonder Years? I've been told I look like her once or twice. You do Just actually look a little bit like her. <laughs> That's, That's funny. right. Pretty consistent boner. <laughs> Only you. 8 p.m. on Thursdays. Only you could turn you that, that into right. a, yeah. <laughs> a great dick joke. Great um, dick joke. <laughs> And she uh, got lost one day uh-huh. and came back three years later. Wow. What? Did she have a microchip or anything? She did, but she didn't come back from the a microchip. microchip. Okay. Yeah. So How, no- like she, she actually returned. So She wasn't brought back. Well, what happened was that um, it was snowing in Jerusalem one day, which is a, which is a very rare occurrence. And um, she uh, went out for a little, I like let her out and... She had this disappearing act, repeated disappearing act, and she would usually come back, you know, later that day. Uh-huh. So it wasn't such a big deal, but she didn't come back. And then I started looking for her, you know, all over the neighborhood uh-huh. and the next day. And it was when I was um, when I was uh, in ninth grade. And then for months and months, I would take my bike to a different neighborhood in Jerusalem oh. and ride around and yell, Winnie, 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 and nothing. No. And then three years later. For months? You kept it up? Yeah, for months. Oh. And three years later, I was about to go into the army, and uh, 
and someone called and said, "Hey, I was uh, you know going to the movies last night uh, in Jerusalem, not that far from where we lived, and um, and I I noticed this uh, Weimar runner, and uh, I took her to the vet, and uh, and apparently she's yours. <laughs> Crazy! And, uh, Holy cow! And I was just about to go into the army, so uh, and my mom, who's not a huge dog lover, didn't really want the dog to return. She sort of saw this disappearance <laughs> as a blessing in disguise to begin with. <laughs> was so, she a suspect? <laughs> she might have been. So was she? But, she was really your dog then. Yeah. So you got her. And yeah. uh, so then the compromise was that she was going to move in with my grandmother, who lived across the street. <laughs> and my grandmother already then was pretty old, but then they grew older and older together till. That became the oldest geriatric house in all of Jerusalem because <laughs> my grandmother died when she was 99 oh, and wow. Winnie the dog died a few months earlier when she was 17. Oh, wow. So it was really, yeah. Wow, 17. That is unbelievable. So talking about anything past tense bonus, that yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. I've only seen really a handful of teenage large breed dogs probably in my career really late so, teens at that yeah, late teens one or two maybe in the 20s maybe a handful really? in their 20s wow. but, but yeah. small dogs huh? usually smaller dogs yeah um yeah so wow that's amazing though so okay what was your uh household sitch with we, pets? we always grew up with dogs i remember my my first dog was like a poodle mm-hmm. um, i and um I, she went mad at a certain point and started uh, <laughs> started actually biting me and stuff, and I, they they put her down because of that. Oh, really, no. I'm still a little uh, feel a little guilty I because I I remember yeah. really loving that dog. My my brother, my older brother, he he told me that uh, if I eat dog food, <laughs> I think I was like three or four. <laughs> if I eat dog food, then I would I have a good chance of becoming a dog, or that's. <laughs> How you become a dog. So for, for a while, I was wow. actually eating dog food until my mom figured out what was going on and oh my reprimanded my brother. Um, oh, did you turn still- into a dog? Yeah. I, I, a little bit. A no, little, a little bit. bit. I liked when on good days. Yeah. I I'm like just, to think of myself. I'm just as glad a, you're still here with us. <laughs> it's very yeah, scary. Because dog food is not the yeah, healthiest. Right, right. Un- unknown <laughs> what's in there sometimes. So. Was it kibble? Yeah, kibble, yeah. kibble. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember. Isn't it just ground up? Meat, basically, and, well, and wheat. It's um, I mean, who knows? Really, that's the thing. It's it's so hard to know where where it comes from. It's, so it's usually rendered. So it's like highly processed, highly so extruded sort of like the dog version uh, of a hot dog. Yeah, yes. I mean, they they Entirely. they're they're usually allowed to use the four Ds, which is like dead, diseased, dying, disabled animals, which they would not use in people food. And then they take this meat and they render it. They ex- they render it, which means like they heat it to a process that is like so unbelievably hot. They, this is great watching Yokai's face realizing. What <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep, exactly. Keep going, babe. <laughs> they um, <laughs> they take all of the nutritional value out mm. of it. So they render. So they heat it to to the point where it has no nutritional value. They turn it into these burnt brown balls, and then they essentially just like spray synthetic uh, vitamins and minerals on the food to make it, um, you know, like sort of nutritious. So, so why do we who, feed who this knows, to our animals? Really? Well, there's a lot of controversy. I don't, so I don't feed kibble. We do uh, fresh frozen food for Chloe, but, you know, I'm not anti-kibble. I don't kibble shame. I think it works for a lot of people. The fresh frozen food's really expensive. Not everybody wants to cook. And look, I've got dogs who do great on it. Also, I've got dogs who have lived years and years and years on kibble. And so who really knows? Uh, th- that's just what I'm saying is who knows? Unless you're there and you're watching, you know, Yochai, I think as somebody who's yes, made I, one of the first I, co-op in I, the food. 
food co-op, who, who really, unless you, you're there and actually preparing your food, right? Like who really knows, especially when it comes to pet food, right? I mean, there's been pet food where they found like euthanasia solution in it. Oh, so, no way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But what I want to know is, did you eat it out of the bowl or were you just grabbing handfuls at a time? <laughs> out of the bowl. Out of the bowl. You went yeah, real doggy style. Crawling around. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Your, your brother sounds great. <laughs> yeah, keep eating. <laughs> keep eating. <laughs> Till this I'm day, Ohai sure. loves being scratched behind his ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then, what was the uh, what are the origin stories of the pets that you have now? So my pet, or yeah, head. yeah, he he came from uh, this like um, did you say Amutai, like an NGO or something like that mm-hmm. that takes in uh, stray dogs, a shelter, okay. like a rescue. So it wasn't; it's not a shelter. It's a like um, people who find dog. They they have like families all over Israel, like a foster situation. Yeah, like foster mm-hmm. exactly, like foster homes. So this family with uh, like with a lot of children or something. This. Uh, Dog off the street came in and they took her in. And the next day, she she gave birth or had a litter of uh, like eight puppies. Uh-huh. And we took one of them, Trotsky. We yeah. took uh, <laughs> we actually took three because uh, when I came to take Trotsky, they still had another two. And I thought it would be nice for him instead of like to just completely cold cut from his mom to to come with two of his. Of his so you took three. <laughs> so we took three for we had three for a while, and then we found homes for. For the other okay. two, because I would say it, even taking two is four times the work. So, yeah. <laughs> so but, you found homes. Mm-hmm. I know, but no, but it was fun for a while. We mm-hmm. had them, and then one amazing story with that is that we we kind of stayed in touch with uh, with the owner of of one of his uh, mm-hmm. of his siblings, and they they didn't really meet that often. We wouldn't re- meet that often, but one time she came with her dog to visit a, a friend in Tel Aviv who lived like two buildings over. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was like um, sort of a, you know, she could, from her friend's window, they could see our porch. Mm-hmm. And her dog just kept barking and barking and barking. And she didn't understand what was going on until she finally was like, all right, I'll take you out. So she <sighs> took her down to the street. And in Tel Aviv, it's quite common for people to walk around with their dogs unleashed. Interesting. Tel Aviv is a big, big dog city, by the way. There are, there are more <laughs> dogs in Tel Aviv than children under that the is, age of 14. I didn't know that. Wow, in, that's interesting. Yeah, in researching you guys, I, I've discovered that, that, uh, that Tel Aviv anointed itself the, the most dog-friendly city. Huh. It is a very, very dog-friendly city. Well, it's a good thing we're going. So we're going for oh, the first awesome. time in April. So we'll wow. talk to you about that. But yeah, nice. so. So, so she, she took her down to the street and she was unleashed. She just thought she would maybe, I don't know, do her business or something. <laughs> and she just bolted around the block into our building, up the stairs. Wow. And I hear, I just hear this like scratching uh-huh. and I go to the door and I like open the door and she just runs, wow. <laughs> runs in and they like That's have crazy. this, have this, uh, you know, reunion. incredible reunion. <laughs> and then only like a few minutes later, uh, she, her owner, she walked up the, wow. up the stairs and she was like, what's going on here? You know, it was really, <laughs> wow. it was insane. Yeah. That is amazing. It was uh, maybe, maybe like a year later, you know, yeah. wow. after she spent a few weeks at our house. Yeah, they really do remember That's each wild. other. Yeah. I really which do actually, so. which makes me realize, I didn't ask, how crazy did your wine rhymer go when it saw you? She got lost when she was a year old and and was away for three years. So like uh, yeah. most of her life at that point had not been, you know, with me, but totally, um, you know, felt as if she was at home from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. But did she go bonkers when you first saw her? Totally. Nice. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm such Aww. a sucker for uh, soldier gets home yeah. and sees his dog videos. Yeah. <laughs> did you ha- do you have video? By any chance of that? No, no I think okay. it was before uh, <laughs> before there was really like uh, readily available uh, Video. videos. Yeah, predates yeah, them. Yeah, crazy. And how did you wind up with your Vichos? So um, I wanted, at some point I decided that I needed to, I had graduated college and graduated grad school and decided that it was time to become a real person in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that part of being a real person was being responsible and that the way to become responsible <laughs> was to become a dog owner, because by having responsibility, yeah, yeah. because you know you ha- you have to get out every day, you have mm-hmm. to take care of uh, another being. And um, I was living in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts at the time, and I uh, was walking on the street and I saw a little Vishla, um, mm-hmm. and I had had a Weimar runner, so I knew about Vishlas. Um, and this little Vishla puppy was so adorable, so cute, <laughs> so cute. Um, and I asked the owner you know, where they had gotten their Vishla and uh, they gave me some website and uh, I went online and went down this rabbit hole which of, or subculture, which I was completely unprepared for of uh, like uh, New England dog breeders, yeah. um, which is insane. Um, they all, in my mind, at least had like slight German accents and <laughs> talked about, you know, the purity of bloodlines and, you know, fun. Uh, right. yeah. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was very strange. And after like a v- extensive interview, um, I was, d- you know, in which they asked like, about my salary and how many rooms I had in the house and basically yeah. everything I was, I guess, deemed to be qualified to be on a waiting list, which was itself now like three years long or something. Oh my God. Holy and then shit. You, know, you had to put down this down payment of thousands of dollars. Anyway, it was completely antithetical to, you know, yeah. what I had in mind, which was that I just wanted a, right. a pet. Nobody thinks um, that going through. So yeah. it was not for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then I found this uh, website called nextdaypets.com. I don't know. <laughs> I don't no know if it way. still exists yeah. or not. But it's people who have uh, accidental unwanted litters. Okay. And are trying to basically get Funny. rid of the dogs as soon as possible. It's planned puppyhood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I gotta look. And apparently there was a family in uh, Missouri that had a Vishla litter and wanted to get rid of them. So, you know, the dogs were free. That you Where just were had you to, at this time? In Massachusetts. You were in Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah. And um, so I just they UPSed her, and I went to, <gasps> oh to get her uh, from the airport. You can Wait, UPS what do you mean you UPSed her? Yeah, I mean well, it goes on a plane with a little crate. Yeah, but, okay, uh, okay. But it's through yeah. through UPS. UPS. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do ship dogs a lot. Right. Yeah, they do. I just learned that. They yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. insane. I've just not heard heard it put that way. Yeah, <laughs> and um, surprised FedEx hasn't tried to cut in on that business. Yeah, <laughs> you know? not that I know. of. And uh, that's so. That's how I got Nomi, who was named for my aunt Nomi, okay. who at first the aunt thought that this was like a lovely homage, and then has, <laughs> in the decades since pretended to be very offended by by this <laughs> tribute. Um, but uh, that's how I got uh, Nomi, and Nomi was, you know, my companion and dog, and indeed. Hopefully, made me slightly more responsible. Um, <laughs> marginally questionable. Um, Yoka is shaking his head. <laughs> made you leave the house, right? Mm. And she 
was my dog in America, and then we moved back to Israel, and then we moved back at some point to Wisconsin, and moved back to Israel, and now are back again. And I feel uh, like if I can interject, every one of these moves back and forth is mm-hmm. a new graduate degree. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> it's a nightmare. Yochai managed to do the. Yochai uh, managed to do this the right way, but I did not. What What's this? The international travel with a dog. I was gonna. I was just gonna ask you about that because that is intense. That is a big commitment. I mean, I am. I am USDA certified, which allows me to sign for international health certificates for animals to to travel all over the place. And that's good to know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes, it is thousands of listeners. Did you just hear that? <laughs> right. And Richie says that because he knows how much I love doing them. Because they're honestly, it's honestly, I almost let that certification lapse because it is so, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare for you. It's a nightmare for me. Literally, if I don't sign in blue ink, if I sign in black ink instead of blue ink, those animals don't travel. It's like, it's so stressful for me and for, thank God I, I surround myself with experts who make it easy, but still it's so stressful. I mean, cause you have to get on the plane. I mean, it's, it's a very stressful process and no country is the same. No, and super even, expensive. So expensive. Yeah. So, and, and with big dogs, did they fly cargo? I assume. Yeah. yeah that's tough. I mean, you were nervous with them flying cargo. I mean, you don't have a choice. Sometimes. By now they're like move. frequent flyers. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're really good at it, but Yochai managed to crack the system. So, uh, Oh, Yochai, I would love to hear, everybody no, would love so to hear about I, this. I, I have a post-trauma. I don't know how much we want to go into this. Yeah, let's do it. My dog is certified as an emotional therapy dog. Okay, hold on. You were an elite captain in the army of the Israeli... I mean, defense you, force. Defense force. You, I mean, this is this is true. I'm sure you have. You need this dog. Like there are people. What do you think? Though, I mean, obviously, this is a I very like controversial. I like to point out that everyone needs a dog. I agree, and I <laughs> and I agree with you. But they have to be well behaved dogs. Is the thing because if they're not well behaved, they ruin it for everybody else, right? right. So, so he he really is amazing. Right. I mean, he could. I'm sure. He could just uh, be at my feet and right. Um, go through like a flight to Israel is long. It's what like was he again? Hours. He was a, a he was a, lab. He, he was a lab and a Belgian shepherd. Belgian, Belgian. My funny, my parents had a Belgian shepherd, but yeah, they're very, pretty smart Gorgeous. dogs. Super uh, smart. Yeah. A lot of the military right. and work dogs are exactly. actually Belgian shepherds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Malinois shepherds. Yeah, right. we interviewed a, a Navy SEAL that trains Navy SEAL dogs, and they're all Malinois. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. So he was basically similar, yeah. a similar breed. Um, he was great on all these flights and everything. It was amazing to have him yeah. with us. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it does it does get a little crazy. You see all kinds of dogs now going on flights. And, yeah. uh, but the exact reason that that it's an issue for that that too many people are abusing the system is they say is literally because there are so many soldiers that have PTSD that need to have their dog with them legitimately. But then there's people that are trying to bring like a peacock on the plane. Right. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the emotional peacock that uh, somebody no. tried to get on the plane? Oh yeah. Yeah. Somebody really tried to do that. Take I think on their it's really complicated support. because at some really, you know, basic level. Right. Every dog is an emotional support animal. Absolutely. Right. I, I agree. But they have to be trained and well-behaved and not ruin it for everybody else. That's right. the real problem is that there were, there was one, I think, like a couple months ago that bit somebody on a plane. Like, that is yeah. not acceptable. That was, that was so, a couple weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, that's not acceptable. So when you say crack the system, I right. mean, it's funny because, I mean, people, I don't think you even genuinely, like, meant that, but people really try to do that. 
and it ruins it for the rest of yeah. us. So. Yeah, Mishi. But yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that Trotsky was like a million times more well-behaved than Nomi or Golda. That's well, a questionable statement. Well, they're, they're, they're Vishlas, <laughs> so they're, they're high energy. They, they kind of look alike, right? Everybody yeah. thinks she's a small Vishla. But, um, yeah. And you can always just UPS them to where right. you're going. This has been well, established. No, I mean, well, that's the thing is that the other option is also like not it's a really terrible option to put them in cargo. It's really scary. You don't have them. People, cargo gets lost. Like they treat them truly like cargo once they're out of your hands. You you don't know. It also limits how you fly, right? Because they, they have to, their conditions in the air have to be, the temperatures have to be such because it's not usually temperature controlled. So it's, there are just not great options. Right. We've had some flights that went fine and some right. uh, that, were not great. What, what what was not great? You know, just I mean, you don't know because you're not <laughs> right there. Right. But you know that you can see that, that the animals uh, are unnerved. Yeah, yeah. There was there's a airline. There was once an airline called like U.S. Pet Airways where they were trying to like raise money to just fly pets on the plane, not in cargo, so that people could fly their pets. But for some reason, they're having like a really hard time fundraising, which is crazy because there's nothing like it that exists. Yeah, right. first class was just grass. Private. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, well, so and then the 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 other dog. Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We we established I got Nomi, yeah, but right. not her daughter. So at some point, mm-hmm. I decided that I really wanted uh, Nomi to have a litter, uh-huh. um, and I my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, was not part of this plan so much, <laughs> or or at least she. I mean, she was aware of it, but she wasn't very much in support of it. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was pretty because adamant. Th- is she Israeli also? She's, she's Italian. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, I was searching for another Vishla to uh, to uh, have Nomi mate with. Uh-huh. But Nomi, Nomi's a Vishla, but she's, uh, she's you know, she came from this next day pets. Like she doesn't have any uh, right. <laughs> pedigree or papers <laughs> right. or anything like that. So is was there a, a website that uh, helps you get your pet laid. <laughs> there are many things like that and all kinds of Vishla associations and stuff like that. But Nomi is not like good enough for these uh, right. Vishla associations because she's not like, you know, right. uh-huh. yep. like a certified Vishla mm-hmm. or whatever. So all the other Vishlas were extremely uh, sort of um, snobby towards her. <laughs> right. There was just and a lot of left swipes for right, Nomi. They, they didn't yeah. want to, to mate with, a, God forbid, with a Vishla, a paperless Vishla. <laughs> right. Um, so it was a it was a difficult task to find another paperless Vishla who wanted to uh, <laughs> to have sex with Nomi, um, and I ended up finding three in Israel. And I went and uh, had not a, all at the same a, time. I'd hope. No, no, My I, God, man. I had a date with each one of them <laughs> just to see how it went, and then I selected one uh, whose owner I liked, uh-huh. and uh, Nomi seemed to like the the dog Magic, and in Ganyavne. How could you How could you tell that Nomi liked him? <laughs> They seem to get along. Okay. And I mean, Nomi's best friend ever in, in life was uh, was Trotsky, was Yochai's uh, dog. No Aww. way. So they didn't get along as well as uh, Nomi and Trotsky, Aww. but they got along pretty well. Wait, so she wasn't in heat yet? No, she was. She was. Did she have like the the uh, the chastity belt on? Um, what, those diapers? Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep even, it in your pants, pal. I can't even remember. But anyway, we got them together. <laughs> they had... Sex. Well, actually, no. What happened was that I was sitting there with the owner for a long time in the garden. We were drinking tea and chatting about education <laughs> in romantic. Israel or something. Mm-hmm. And um, and they didn't seem to be at all 
interested, interested in each other. Uh-huh. And it took them like maybe an hour, an hour and a half to uh, like pandas. Yeah, <laughs> really, <laughs> pandas. It's like the problem with pandas is like they just might not do it. Huh? <laughs> Wildly unhorny males. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And finally, they had sex, and then what? So little known fact, I mean, not little known <laughs> to you, but uh, perhaps to the listeners, is that usually you um, you want to have the mate, I think it was on the ninth day or something of the of the cycle or something like that. And then again, a few days later to sort of- um, Seal the deal? Yeah, really? to, to, um, to, to just to raise the chances of conception. Because like, you know, like in human beings, every- um, Sex session basically has a certain chance of conception. It's not yeah. like you know automatic, right? right? And she probably but, doesn't feel like such a slut if they get to do it a second time. There you go, <laughs> right? So then they, they will continually ovulate, though. So that's what they can actually have different fathers. You know, you can have one litter with different fathers. Everybody loves that, that fact. That yeah. blew my so, mind. Yeah, the first in time uh, you told me Trotsky's that. litter, yeah. there was there were like dogs that looked like huskies, right? And they then probably dogs, had different fathers. And then dogs yeah. that looked like uh, Trotsky. Like Trotsky. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was actually the only black, he was like a black uh, <laughs> lapse. He was the only black yeah. dog in the litter and the rest were more like, looked more like um, Belgian shepherds, like yeah. different colors and some looked like huskies, like blue eyes and yeah. everything. So, so there fun. were maybe like three fathers in that. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> three fathers. <laughs> yeah, it's be. possible, yeah. So, so then um, we took her, I took her back a few days later. They had sex again and then… <laughs> You know, two months passed or whatever, and um, uh, Nomi gave birth to five puppies. And um, would you say three months passed? Uh, two months. Yeah, right? sixty-four days. days. Yeah, yeah 64. sixty-three to sixty-four days on yeah. average. Yeah. Um, and Yochai and I were actually uh, not in Israel. We were abroad in uh, for Israel story. So. My uh, my wife was was left with all of this. So your wife who didn't want to deal with it, yes, oh got to deal God. with all of it. Yeah. Um, and Nomi gave birth, and there were five puppies, uh-huh. and uh, one of them died uh, shortly after being born. Oh. And um, sad. Actually, this uh, you might want to edit this part out, but it's a slightly <laughs> no. gruesome part of yeah, this. Yeah, let's do it. Which is that the dog, the puppy. Uh, wasn't like it was clear that there was something wrong with mm-hmm. the puppy. The puppy wasn't normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nomi wasn't um, feeding the puppy. Mm-hmm. Really, she was feeding Did the she other. Eat it? She was feeding the other four, but mm-hmm. not that one. And Federica went out to get like a little bottle so that we we, mm-hmm. we could feed this little puppy. Mm-hmm. And when she came back, um, we couldn't find the puppy. She ate her, and no um, yeah. and we didn't know what happened. And it turned out that she had eaten her, and we were <laughs> mortified by this. And we talked to our our vet, who's also a good friend of mine, and. Um, you know, there's there's a this is like a very I guess natural thing because yeah. when a puppy does die mm-hmm. in, in nature, I mean, the instinct is to either bury it or or eat it because uh, it, the rotting carcass would attract yeah. uh, um, predators, predators who yeah. would otherwise eat all of the mm-hmm. remaining puppies. Mm-hmm. And in fact, amazingly, we noticed that. Uh, so we lived in an apartment with, uh, you know, with um, tile mm-hmm. floors. So she couldn't actually dig in the in the tiles, but we noticed that uh, right next to where she was sitting, there were like all these scratch marks on no the way. tiles. Oh, she was trying. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So she tried to bury before she ate. The eating her, eating the puppy yeah. was the last resort. It was Plan B. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so so good to know that. So she gave birth to these five puppies. Yeah. One of them died. Yeah. And okay, so there were four puppies. They were adorable, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And then. 
And all these puppies were born, let's say, within the span of two hours mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and then 48 hours later, two days later, Uh-oh. Federica came back home and suddenly there had been another litter. Oh my God. From the second sex sesh. That's pretty crazy. Two days later. So there had been a 48-hour wow. uh, gap. Uh-huh. And she gave birth that to another. That is not normal, by the way, readers. It's, it's the the ideal is if there's, I think, if it's more than four hours in between puppies, or they don't finish delivering within 24 hours. Then, so I guess you, did you have X-rays to see how many puppies you were expecting? No, we you, didn't know. <laughs> so, um, so there was. Okay, so. <laughs> I don't even know that my vet has, so I was has say, the ability to do x-rays. Funny, because I was going to say, I'm glad you're good friends with your your vet. I was wondering if they were like coaching you, but you know, if you did any of like the well, health we thought she was done, or anything. You know, after the, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. So and she many, seemed good. So, so there were three additional uh, puppies and two of them were born dead. Uh-huh. And she, she she did not uh, right. did, well, you, that makes not, sense. did you scuttle them away before she, she could eat them? She did not eat them. They were just okay. dead on the... Yeah. On the floor. Yeah. And one of them was like 40% the size of all of the other puppies. It was like a uh-huh. tiny, tiny puppy. Uh-huh. Oh, really, really tiny. And that is uh, Golda. Oh, Golda. Who's now, now a strapping... Uh, I was going to say, and did she turn out to be... They often turn out to be pretty normal. Yeah, she's much larger yeah. than her mother. Funny, yeah. Wow. And yeah. She's great. How yeah. about that? Funny. That's wild. So there was no planning like... So you decide you want to have puppies... You decided you were never going to spay her. Was there any kind of, did you get any kind of pushback about breeding her or, um, well, breeding her? Well, <laughs> we then had these. Uh, we should then, bring the flyer. Yeah, <laughs> mainly from your high's wife. Um, uh, yes, tell me about it. <laughs> I don't know. My wife is very critical about me. She, he calls it like raping her. He doesn't, she doesn't call it uh, breeding her. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess I'm thinking more from like the rescue Not, community or the rescue spin. perspective, right? Or making sure like she had the proper like health certifications before. You did that, but it's very interesting. It's a very primitive way of doing it, right? You, she was a good dog. You wanted to breed her, had puppies, and like there were no X-rays. <laughs> Your vet was a good friend, but there were no, there was no planning. There was no like X-rays done to say, oh, how many puppies should she have? And if she doesn't have this many, then like we're something's not right. Like right. <laughs> there's none of that. I don't, I don't actually know if that's even a thing in Israel. These uh, X-rays. So uh, this was in this was in Israel. Okay, this I wasn't sure. I don't know either. Got it. I don't know so either. yeah, this is probably just how people did it then. I have prepared for you some games, and uh, great. the The first one actually jives perfectly with uh, with the story of your grandmother taking your dog. Okay, <laughs> so this is going to I, I'm calling this the dog Yenta game. <laughs> your beloved Bubby has decided that it's time for her to get a new dog. Where I'm, she, she's about ninety five at this point. Okay, so let's go back. <laughs> let's, let's go back in the time machine. At her age, she can't put up with crazy puppy energy, so it's going to be a more mature dog. This way, they can run out the clock together. You've been charged with the sacred task of finding the dog that will disappoint your family matriarch the least. Uh, Lisa, would you like to read uh, who the dogs are? Sure. Here you go, dear. 
Aberlin, the father of multitudes. Oh, so I tried to get uh, Hebrew or Yiddish names. <laughs> you can tell okay. us if they're right or not. I have no, by the way, I don't know what I'm reading. I, just to preface this. It's half the fun. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what I'm reading. Okay, one. Aberlin, the father of multitudes. This four-year-old long-haired dachshund is a real sweetheart. In fact, he's a bit too sweet. He's not neutered when she first gets him. In a very short amount of time, he escapes and impregnates three dogs in the neighborhood. There's now 15 half-wiener dogs in the community and some very upset neighbors. Bubby gets him fixed, but he keeps humping everything in sight. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Good option. Mm-hmm. Mindel. Mindel? Mindel? I think it's Mindel. Mindel? Oh. Mendel. Mendel. Mendel Schneerson. <laughs> Mendel, too. Mendel Schneerson, a bitter woman. Mendel's age is unknown, but Dr. Lisa estimates that she's between six to eight, judging by her two remaining teeth. <laughs> she's big for a chihuahua, like seven pounds. She wants nothing more than to constantly be cuddled up with Bubby all the time. She's a perfect love bug, but only for Bubby. Whenever anybody else comes near Mendel or Bubs, she lashes out ferociously with her two stinky fangs. <laughs> So that's option two. Okay. Three, Schmaltzstick, a.k.a. Fatty. <laughs> Schmaltzstick, am I saying that right? Schmaltzstick. The fatty boombalabi. <laughs> Schmaltzstick, the fatty boombalabi is a basset hound that can't get enough food, but only if Bubby cooks it for him. He belly drags the ground, and Dr. Lisa told her he needs to cut weight, but he begs and whines unless he gets a full plate of whatever she's eating. As a result... He dotes on her every move, snores like an old man, and farts like a savage. <laughs> Four, Arafat, the salty old dog from directly next door that has been tunneling under the fence for years. He demands that not only the fence come down, but that Bubby vacates the premises and there will be no peace until she does so. I'm betting against Arafat, but what do you got, guys? Who, who are you picking? Show your math. I was totally going to go with Arafat. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some personality... Okay, uh-huh. a little totally. feist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. Also, like personally, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of like the really small dogs. Mm-hmm. The rest sounded small. Yeah, the rest were small. Right. Well, so, you did have a fatty boombaladi to choose from. Right. That, the, 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 <laughs> I was. I was debating between the Arafat fatty, and the yeah. the fatty basset hound. Yeah, the basset hound. So you would say. Uh, also, Arafat is a great name for a dog. <laughs> you. I love that name. <laughs> and you think your grandmother well, would embrace a dog named Arafat? My yeah, I'm trying to think about that. Now. <laughs> that very she would she would need some working on, but, but maybe maybe. Well, you do have another dog coming up, probably right. We yeah. do have to find you another dog. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do that. I for like you. that name, Arafat. Well, we've already named your <laughs> this next is dog. Ama- so. I am amazed by this. I thought I thought that was weird. That was just an immediate X. <laughs> Mishy, which one are you going I'm for? I'm gonna go with number three, the Fatso. Uh-huh. Um, the the fatty boomalady, who is yeah. this? A uh, small stick. Right. So my in real life, my grandmother, um, when she had Winnie the Weimaraner, she used to feed her basically everything. Yeah. Um, and and then sort of completely deny it. So we would catch her <laughs> red-handed, you know, giving the dog chocolate cake and oh grapes God. and you know no and, and grapes. Oh, clearly and this, you know your list of toxic things and, the, and this uh weimaraner you know weimaraners are pretty uh <laughs> slim and fit dogs yeah. ballooned into like right. this massive oh god 
chunk of a dog, and my grandmother just completely claimed uh, never to never to feed her anything. But they loved <laughs> each other very much, and both lived for a long time. So crazy. Maybe they were onto something. Oh yeah. I, I felt like it was going to be Schmaltzik. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you. Chayde Arafat is a good name for a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he would definitely be feisty for sure. Um, okay. Next, we have a DNA test. As an avid listener to We Don't Deserve Dogs, you used your promo code and got your dog a DNA test for the holidays. Needless to say, he was thrilled. Because after all, every dog loves opening a gift certificate when all the other dogs are chewing on their dreidels. <laughs> the DNA technology has come a long way and proves that your dog's genes have also gone a long way. They go all the way back to Argentina. In fact, it turns out that his great-great-great-grandfather was the personal attache to war criminal Adolf Eichmann. What do you do? Continue to love him, proving that there are no bad dogs, only bad owners. <laughs> Don't tell anyone in the family, but live in your own private hell, terrified every time he's chasing something in his sleep. Turn him over to the IDF immediately, or let Jared Kushner decide what's best. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. There's a Hebrew saying, uh, I think it's like, uh, Right? Right? <laughs> yeah, totally. right? I mean, I definitely agree. I'm not going to disagree. from the Mishnah. So, like, you don't, you don't um, blame the children for their father's sins. Right. Okay. Right. There are no bad dogs, just yeah. bad owners. Yeah. Right. So, so we're going to go with that one. So that's forgiven. Forgiven. Yeah. Mishy? Um, my mother recently purchased uh, 23andMe tests for my wife and myself in hopes oh, of fun. discovering that my wife actually does have Jewish... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeans. Um, That's great. She was disappointed by the results. Um, so I'm gonna say that uh, I don't. I'm not a big fan of uh, DNA tests in, in general. Is that wait? Is that a thing though? Is it uh, yeah, yeah. for dogs? For yeah. dogs? Just so we. Well, so I mean, you can't figure out who their owners were, but yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, no, it is. It's just like that. So you can figure out like where they came from. You figure out their breed. You figure out, oh, we found out that Chloe is 23% inbred. Yeah. 23% inbred. I've got cousins <laughs> that are more inbred than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not bad. We're, we're pretty proud of her. Um, we saw how closely related she was to the wolf. Not at all. Not at all related to the wolf. Yeah, she's 90, um, 99% bitch ass. And then it, <laughs> yeah, and then it, it rules out a lot of genetic diseases. That's so the biggest looks, thing for yeah, you. Yeah, that was fun. What were they bred from, Richbecks? Um, I think like... From the, the from the Hottentot. Yeah. And there's a, there's a dog called the Hottentot in South Africa that has like the ridge. Um, but also like uh, they're, they're part of the hound group. So yeah. definitely like bloodhound, greyhound, a lot of the hounds, um, and then the Hottentot dog. So uh, Vishlas are a very uh, old breed. There's uh, there are tapestries in Hungary from the ninth That's century. So cool. Uh, yeah. that depict Vishla's uh, accompanying cool. the uh, you know the aristocracy on their hunting. Uh, cool. Yeah, they're such beautiful dogs. Yeah. The, uh, We're not biased or anything. Though. Very strangely. By the way, whenever I would walk, because sometimes Mishi would leave uh, Novi, Novi with me or I would uh -huh. leave Plotsky with him when he had to go abroad or something. So whenever I'd walk around with, uh, with, with Nomi, his Vishla, in Tel Aviv, and I was with my Matt Trotsky, <laughs> like a black lab, legend <laughs> shepherd, 
I was I would always get very insulted because everybody would stop me <laughs> and they'd be like, "Wow, such a beautiful dog! What an amazing dog!" And I'm like, "Trotsky is standing. Right. He's, so he's right there. He's right there." And everyone would just ignore him. Uh, well, guys, you have been amazing guests, and yeah. uh, I have. I have. Uh, I yeah. have um, oh wait, do we have the please. question that we? Yeah, you have questions. Uh, I, well, I I wanted to tell you that actually. Uh, about an unknown connection between dogs and podcasting other oh, than yeah. your podcast about dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is that uh, I often credit my dog with getting me into podcasting. Oh. Um, so I went on a massive road trip um, at some point before coming back to Israel after being here in the States for seven years. Mm-hmm. And it was just me and Nomi all across America. It was uh, like uh, 13,000 miles, uh, 34 states. And, wow. um that was the trip that got me into podcasting, um, and because uh, I, for the very first time on that trip, listened to podcasts. However, here is the connection. The connection is that if you ever go on a uh, massive road trip, mm-hmm. my sort of strongest recommendation is to take a dog because it's completely socially acceptable to come up to a complete stranger and start petting their dog, and then you know <laughs> the minute later, you, a minute later, you find yourself in deep conversation with them. Yeah. But take away the dog from that oh, yeah. from that s- scenario and it's completely unacceptable to come up to a stranger and start petting them. <laughs> sure. And, uh, yeah. and, and enter into, or right. their children. Right, or their children, <laughs> right. So dogs actually get you to talk to people and that's what yeah. really what huh. podcasting is all about, right? Yeah, yeah. We I think love certain that. certain truck stops you're allowed to just walk up and pet somebody. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different thing. You no, have that's to pay. amazing. So so you actually wound up like recording with people because well, of that, know me? Well, that's when I realized that you could just talk to strangers oh. and uh, ask them about their lives and their stories and that's basically what we do till this day I love it yes it's awesome. dogs are that we, we don't deserve dogs yes no. we don't deserve and dogs. I also wanted to tell you Lisa sorry that yeah no um, a visit to the vet last year was what made me a vegetarian oh really really <laughs> yeah we have so much to talk about wait was it a visit it was your veterinarian a vegetarian is that no or what was it Exactly. The vet, the vet was uh, more of a thief than a vegetarian. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I went to the vet with a very, very minor issue. Both of the dogs had some small rash on their belly. Uh-huh. And I was going back to Israel for a month, and I didn't want Federica to be uh, stuck with this if it got worse. So I took them to the vet, and the, do- the vet looked at the dogs literally for... A second. Yeah, seven seconds. Uh-huh. And in fact, she didn't even look at both of them. She just looked at one and then saw that the other one had the exact same thing. Uh-huh. And then, you know, started saying that uh, I should really do this and this and this and this and this. And um, came up with a long list. I, uh, this is not a condemnation of vets in general, <laughs> just of this particular say, We don't vet. do vet bashing on this podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, long yeah. list of all kinds of inoculations. Uh-huh. And I, I, I asked, you know, why is it that we need to do this in English? Because there were all kinds of things I had never even heard of. And mm-hmm. I'm a pretty involved dog owner. Yeah. Um, and they said, well, you know, there have been outbreaks in New England of this and that, and it can mm-hmm. cause death and blindness. So, you know, you hear that. Of course you want to inoculate your dog. So then I came out of, you know, a few minutes later and went to the reception. And um, I was prepared for like, you know, an American uh, vet bill. bill. Oh, uh-huh. Um, but unprepared to uh, get a bill for a thousand dollars for these inoculations oh, yeah. that I didn't even 
really know of going yeah. going in. That's tough. Um, and then as I was walking back home, I thought to myself, how crazy it is that I just spent a lot of money um, improving the lives of these two particular mm-hmm. animals, mm-hmm. right? Whom I love very much mm-hmm. and feel close to. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go home and, and eat, some. eat some other animals. Yeah. And um, and that was just the day I stopped eating animals. But interesting, still feed oh, my my dogs animals. Commitment. Apparently, yeah. Well, they're true omnivores, so I do. It's really hard to make pets vegetarian in a, in the proper way, and so I I wouldn't recommend that even for people who are. When you were a vegan, was yeah. Plotsky a vegan? No. No. Yeah, it's really hard to do. Not that it can't be done. It can be done. There are some people committed to it, but it's very tricky to do properly. You really have to get, make sure they're getting the right prop, you know, because they eat the same thing every day, the proper vitamins and minerals. And I mean, we're talking about balancing like phosphorus, zinc, magnesium, like things you don't think about. And that can be so detrimental if, if it's off. So, um, no, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And yeah, that's. I was that just was wondering if Yukai could still eat dog food as a vegan. It's got to be. A problem. I, I, I've I've uh, I've stopped, but I have. I, I mean, this conversation has made me rethink those times. <laughs> but but until this day, I did have like fond memories of it. I remember it being like crunchy and. <laughs> no, I, I don't remember it as a bad experience. That's great. And now I'm now it's like the whole my, my memory is being. <laughs> Slightly reshaped by the this information given PTSD. by you. Right. It wasn't the army. It was yeah, the exactly. food. <laughs> maybe just before we go, like uh, I know Yochai has like a good story about uh, about how the memory of dogs evolve. Uh, no, it's just a cute little anecdote yeah. about my. Well, my dog. Um, I have I have uh, two kids uh-huh. as well, and they grew up with the dog. I mean, the dog was was there before them. Yeah. So they kind of took him for granted. He was just like part of the house. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Um, even sometimes they would get a little annoyed at him. He was <laughs> in their way. He chewed yeah. their toy, whatever. Um, but like recently, after after Trotsky passed, especially my son Tzvi, he's turned basically turned Trotsky into a saint. So he's <laughs> he's like added all these qualities to him. So uh. now he'll he, first of all he talks about him <laughs> all the time, uh-huh. and now like Trotsky is this dog who could discern if the person knocking on the door is a good guy or a bad guy. <laughs> he he was able to tell him if his food is spicy or not. <laughs> he was, How like, old's your son? He's uh, three and a half. Oh, four, that's the four, cutest four, age, four. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. all these supernatural abilities <laughs> that just picked up. Yeah. That's food awesome. is spicy or not. Uh, so he needs another one is really what you're what Yeah, they're, they're, they're on to me. They're on yeah. to me. Like, when are we getting another dog? When are we getting another dog? And we're they're getting a will. new brother this week. Yeah. Oh Wait, my what? goodness. Mazel tov. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Whoa, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Mazel thanks. love, we say. Uh, well, with that said, I think it's quizzy yeah. time. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz. About dogs and shit. Oh, Are you guys ready for oh, a quiz? Another before? one. Oh, yes, okay. it's a quiz to determine if you, in fact, deserve dogs. <laughs> oh my god! Hopefully, we succeed. <laughs> I'm sure we don't. Uh, earlier this year, in response to Tel Aviv anointing itself the dog-friendliest city, a group of twelve rabbis from Elad. Am I saying that right? Elat. Elat issued an edict that declared dog owners in Israel to be what? Accursed, blessed. Too sexy for their shirts, or Epstein didn't kill himself. Cursed? Cursed. That is correct. Uh, these grumpy Orthodox rabbis said that we have heard and, and and have seen that lately a serious phenomenon has spread in our, our city, Elat. 
in which young boys and children walk around publicly with dogs. This is strictly forbidden, as explained in the Talmud, and by another. Anyone raising a dog is a curse, and especially in our city, where many women and children are afraid of oy dogs. Vey, vey. I just, I just <laughs> want to say that grumpiest city. Very huh? gr- uh, I, I just want to say I don't feel that's representative. I know a lot of Orthodox people who have dogs, and it's not against Ju- Judaism to have a dog. Yeah, well, but it, does your sister have a dog? My sister doesn't, but she lives in a religious, uh, you know, sort of like town, and there are, oh, really? there are people with dogs there, definitely. Yeah, good, good. good. But there's a. But ultra uh, Orthodox usually don't have dogs. That not is typically, true. but it's not like against Judaism. There's no law saying you can't have a dog or anything like that. Yeah, there is a quote from a cool rabbi that was like, "Yeah, well, during Exodus, God made a deal with dogs that they can live with people. So, <laughs> whatever, bro. <laughs> we like that rabbi better. Totally. Number two. You guys are one for one right now. Which of these canine companies, which we ourselves are customers of, is an Israeli company? Dogfart.com? Dog TV? Dog TV. How'd you Wait know? for it. Oh, shit. Uber Puppies, the company that brings puppies to your office on casual Fridays. But you are correct. Yeah. How'd you know? Boom, Mishi. I didn't know that. You What? You didn't know? But I you were so know. emphatic. You didn't even wait Mishi for the did. rest of the- Mishi did. Yeah. yeah no, I know the guy who- uh, Really? Yeah. Funny. Yeah, Dog TV started in Israel, yes, and it was it was a couple years before it was available anywhere other than there. Uh, I was not aware of that at all. Do you yeah. guys watch Dog TV? We love Dog TV. Really? She, she loves Dog TV. For yeah, real? for real. Dude. Really love. I'm t- I'm trying to I'm trying to work with them right now. I actually reached out to them, and um, I I don't know if you know Becky, but Becky sort of manages everything over here in the U.S. But she goes to Israel often, and. Uh, we have been talking because I'm like, I am your biggest fan. I like prescribe it for my patients. It's great for like separation anxiety, mental stimulation. So it's, it's, it's TV where, yeah, (laughs) yeah, for real. I mean, it's TV that's made in number one in like dog colors at like dog height, but it's also made with like veterinary behaviorists and trainers to, um, simulate like their circadian rhythm. So they play like more active things during more active times a day and like calming things during calming times a day and things to help, uh, Stimulate them? Yeah, get get them sensitized to certain stimuli like skateboards going by or the vet or like very low level. Also helps like with separation anxiety, giving them something to do. If your dog watches TV like naturally, then they're really, really good candidates for it. She watches, her attention span is like better than my seven-year-old nephews. Like it's unbelievable. She will watch. And I come home pretty often to find both of my girls on the couch watching. Not not like one is watching the other. Everyone's on her computer, both of them watching I, dog TV. I leave it on for her, uh-huh. and I'm usually on my phone. But sure. it's, it's weird. It gets trippy also. It gets a little trippy. It's like, good boy. It's just like people talking like that to their dogs and animals on the TV. But they're like storylines? No, there's no, no. real storyline. No. <laughs> there's no attention span so for a story. Really just running around a field, there's sniffing no real, stuff. Yeah, there's no real story. And then really, it get, really does get trippy. Sometimes, okay. Sometimes, let me ask you about screen. Sometimes when my... Uh, when when I'm away and uh, my wife will show the dog uh-huh. uh, like the phone and I talk uh-huh. talk to them, they don't actually look at the screen. Right? Yeah, that's it's probably hard for them to see that, but she'll she they they might if they hear you. Hearing you is probably the bigger stimuli for them there. And they can so. hear through the phone. That's oh yeah yeah for sure. Final question question number three. <laughs> In the extremely scientific listicle from Forward.com entitled The Top 10 Jewish Dogs of All Time, 
Which of these names appears on the list? Number one, all six of Barbara Streisand's clone dogs. Number two, Woody Allen's dog that he rescued and then took as his wife. <laughs> Three, Jeff Goldblum. Yo, hi. No, you're, you, got a, you, got, you have a good streak going. Barbara Streisand? Eh. Uh, Yokai, you can still uh, pull this out for yourself here. Um, what was the the third option? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Final answer. That's my final answer. I think he's the answer to everything. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> From the 2008 film Adam Resurrected, Goldblum plays a Holocaust survivor who's walking the line between human and canine personalities as he leads a circus. Who knew? Sounds like a real must. Yeah. (laughs) I uh, hate to end this on Holocaust movie, but that's what just happened. You guys, it has been determined, deserve dogs. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. And uh, tell people again about your podcast and where to follow you. Um, Yeah, our podcast is called Israel Story. That's like singular, Mm -hmm. Israel Story. And you can follow us anywhere you get your podcasts. Right on. It yeah. was called by Ira Glass, the, like the Israeli This American Life, right? That's right. That is quite the compliment. Well, actually, I believe that, Mishy, I should have mentioned this. You have been referred Dr. to- Dr. Mishy. Dr. <sighs> Mishy. You have been referred to by Ira Glass as Israeli Ira Glass. Well, it's something to, to say about yourself <laughs> that, uh, that that someone else is the is the you of something else. <laughs> That's right. As, as we said in our very first uh, episode, there's this great Simpsons skit where- uh, where Lisa gets into McGill or something and is upset because it's she someone says it's like the Harvard of Canada and, right. she's, and Lisa says anything that's the something of something is the nothing of nothing. Right. <laughs> Which reminds me that Lisa went to the Harvard of Communication Schools. So with that, <laughs> this is she all went to of Syracuse. That's right, Newhouse. We're consistently anyway, whatever. Uh, you guys were great. Thank you so much. I'm for a doctor in. now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian.
the Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.